0: The
1: Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, the Devil's Dune Years.
0: Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles. The Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, co DJ Cristatos, and joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albright, co Death Probe.
1: At ease, DJ Cristados. To all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome you all to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Due Run. On this episode of GI Joe Chronicles, DJ Christados and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest for the show. For this episode, our special ops guest is Jason Keen, code name Weasel oh, Skull. Weasel oh, Skull. <laughs> We're still not sure that it's not. My brother, but no, I'm looking at him on the screen, and if it's Jason's done a dang fine makeup job, if it's not. I, I think
0: it's one of those computerized things that we got going on. <laughs> Somebody's messing with their comsat, here. someone's messing with the comsat.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I'm
2: going to be really jerk. jerk
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Fort Longbox, Jason King.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. I see you guys have tidied up. Looks mm-hmm. nice, military grade.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice stuff here. We hang up the camo netting and all that stuff when we do this show. So this is the part of the show where we debrief our new recruit, and we ask you twofold question. questions. First one, what's your origin story with G.I. Joe? How did you discover it? You know, most people either come in through the comic, the cartoon, or the toy line. So we interested to see how you came in. And then after that, we're going to want to know your three favorite characters, be they Joe or Cobra. Good luck with all that. So how did you, how'd you come to G.I. Joe?
2: You know, I was a child of the 80s, so you couldn't get away from G.I. Joe and Transformers if you tried. It was just everywhere. So those were, you know, a huge fandom for people of that age group at that time. The cartoons were great, but I think the action figures were probably more what I really was drawn to. I had two younger brothers and, you know, Christmas, everybody kind of shared the presents, even though we knew who... You know, got what it was. It kind of went into a big pile, at least because I was the older brother. That's the way I ran it, anyway. So, <laughs> just
1: like older brother Jason. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, it kind of happens that way. Some I didn't get a, a, a Skystriker either, though. But I did have another a coincidence. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, so the action figures, so I was really thinking about who my favorite action figures would be, like when we would Mm -hmm. lay them out and, you know, we would pick our armies, that was the best game Mm -hmm. of all time, was just pick, you know, who's going to be on your team. So I would go for the more colorful or, you know, bad-looking guys. Uh, What I went down to was Cobra Commander in his armored look. That was the one I had. I didn't have the cool hood or, you know, no one had the cool hood, but I didn't even have the cool helmet. But I had the silver armor. Version 3, I think. Yeah, I I just owned it. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's right. I think that's right. Then I really liked Python Patrol. When those came out. So I went with Copperhead just because he's the only named character of that group. You know, the rest are Vipers and stuff. But yeah, that was my Copperhead. And for my last one, I picked the, this is a little
1: obscure, a Toxo Viper. Okay, I thought Python Patrol Copperhead was obscure. You took it to a whole yeah, other right. level. <laughs> yeah, and you moved into I the mean, like early '90s, I think. Toxoviper, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it was
2: um, one of the series right around that same time as the Python Patrol, either that same one or the one right after. I think. Is that the Eco Warrior series? Not That's quite the- there. It wasn't okay there. Completely into the Captain Planet I, okay. Stuff.
1: I track you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're was... talking about it. I think you're talking about 89. minutes. Anyway, I, I know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's got a purple uniform, this ridiculous helmet with yellow, red, and brown on it. And I think that was the reason I liked him. He was just the most unique, and you knew that when you lined him up, you know, your brothers were picking not only among GI Joes, but Transformers. So this guy had to be bad enough to stand up to, you know, the occasional Autobot too.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> All part of the strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep. Those are my three. I like it. I like very individual. And I, I totally, totally dig that. So that is our guest, Jason Keene, the weasel skull. No, and, uh... no, <laughs>
0: I still sense some things that are similar to the weasel so i don't i'm i don't know Jerry's still out yeah yeah All right. we we may have to get both of them together at once <laughs> so we can actually see and you know
2: uh, but, uh, that, that's a bad idea that's a bad idea
1: right now
0: <laughs> well we will see We'll see what happens. Who knows what Jason would do just to get a Crusaders Club.
1: <laughs> practice, <laughs> He'd go to a, know. Know. <gasps> a lot of life. <gasps> found my bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to get to this episode's intelligence report. For this mission, we will be covering G.I. Joe number 30. Publisher was Devil's Due. Cover date was May 2004. Writer was Brandon Jurwa. Penciler Tim Seeley, Jason Millett, and backgrounds. Anchor was Corey Hampshire. Colorist is Brett R. Smith. Letter goes to Dreamer Designs. Cover art to Tim Seeley, Andrew Papoy, and Tony Washington. And speaking of the cover, Death Probe, please take us through the cover description. You've got it.
1: This cover features Duke, or maybe Hawk. I think it's Duke. Anyway, let's go with Duke. Let's say Duke is standing on the left side of the cover, carrying two automatic pistols. And on the right, there's three vignettes. Cobra Commander looking menacing, Baroness looking pensive, and Destro with his back turned. In the background, there's a very metaphorical Cobra emblem, and it is crumbling. Back to you, Pat. What do you
0: think? Duke? I'm pretty sure it's Duke. (laughs) I I think it's Duke. Well, according to the story, it's Duke. But, you know, he does got that... Hawk vibe to it with the, what he's wearing.
1: Yeah, the, the outfit That's,
0: definitely reminds
1: me of the second Hawk figure, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Duke. Yeah.
2: Indeed, Duke looking generic. Who would think,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a, what a surprise. Vanilla ice cream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you like it, but it's... Right, the nothing yeah. wrong
2: with it. But.
1: <laughs> but I think you make a good point, Pat. I think based off
0: the story, it's totally different. I think it is, yeah. Because you you know what? In the other stories we covered, we really don't see Hawk doing a lot of actiony stuff. That's right. He's more doing the. Sort he's of the more of the. Level yeah. Stuff. Now he's the overseer, so maybe he just handed down his outfit to Duke and said, "Hey, you can fit this now, son. So you can go ahead and wear my cool outfit I got from you know way back then." Like he
1: was like Duke was going through Hawk's trash. He's like, "Are you gonna throw this away?" Yeah. And, and, and Hawk was like, well, "I was gonna donate it to Goodwill. one man's." And Duke was like, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> And somewhere Flint just
2: rolls his eyes and goes <laughs> walking past. Oh god. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're talking about the cover, let's find out what you guys thought about it. I mean, we've let's just say that's Duke and we'll go at that point. So with that, Jason, we skull. skull.
1: Skull. Maybe I'm skull. saying that. I'm a bad
0: sorry skull. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, your thoughts on the cover?
2: I like the cover. It's um overall it does its job. It tells you who's gonna be in the issue and who's important. It's very recognizable characters on the cover on the Cobra side, <laughs> at least. I mean Cobra Commander looks great, Baroness, mm-hmm. everybody instantly knows her. Even Destro with his cool macho man promo with his back turned to the camera. You know who he is, but Duke is just generic. He's never been my favorite Joe, so I wouldn't necessarily, you know, hang this on my wall. You know, I wouldn't put this at a perfect ten by any means, but it's a comparable cover. It does what it's supposed to do. It tells you, hey, GI Joe Cobra in this issue, Cobra's messed up.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jarrett, what's your thoughts?
1: I largely agree with Jason. Out of the thirty issues we've now covered, Pat. Mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the weakest cover we've had, but it's not bad. At first glance, I was like, eh. I mean, it looks kind of a little rushed. I was already thinking Tim Seedley was rushed, because you notice he had someone else do his backgrounds in this issue. Sure. And so I was like, eh, uh, maybe he's a little rushed. But the more I looked at it, the more it kind of grew on me. There's a lot of simplicity to it. It's sort of sort of a generic Duke picture. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if this was sort of a Duke uh, you know, uh, doodle is too strong a word, but just a little duke he was working yeah. on. And he was like, you know what? We can make a cover out of this. We'll put a quick Cobra Commander and a Baroness and that's throw this back turns. And those may even be clips from somewhere else for all I know. It, it feels a bit, that's where I'm going with this, Pat. It yeah. feels a bit Photoshopped together. Okay. What, but what, what raised it as the more I looked at it is I was like that crumbling Cobra emblem in the background is pretty cool. See, I didn't
0: notice that until you just pointed that out.
1: Yeah, very metaphorical. It's hard to notice because of all the the three vent circle yeah. thing. Yet it does tell a story, which is what Jason was saying. And it won't get a terrible score for me, but it's not super standout for the thirty we've seen so far.
0: Okay. What I like about it is the kind of you call them the vignettes, the the circles that are there. I like the the Cobra Commander. In that hood, and just kind of, you know, him staring at you kind of menacingly. That's, like yeah, that's probably guys. the best drawing of cool, you know? the three. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you're right. I think the Destro one is probably from the issue before where he was like, see ya. And you can see his hands up like, see ya. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, but, you know, as Jason said too, you can tell that that is definitely Destro there. And, you know, the Duke, it kind of grows on me the more I look at it. That was my action figure? i pose him like that. Oh, yeah. Sure. I think they'd be really cool.
2: I think that's Duke's command style. He just grows on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's that's
2: fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, he's and with nobody's all that, he's... favorite guy, but he's a good guy. So, yeah. yeah.
0: But I've never, I didn't notice that crumbling cobra symbol until you said it. And reading the story, kind of this, kind of get some pieces together here. Not a bad one for me, but let's go ahead and find out. How would we rate this cover? We rate it on a scale of one to 10 flag points. One meaning you didn't like it at all. And 10 meaning it's perfect and you would make it a recruiting poster out of it. Jason.
2: Well, I hate to come in and be like, you know, a low ball score right away, but I'm going to say seven. Just, well, that's
0: it, a bad. It's, it's a, I was it's, expecting like Jared low ball where it's like, <laughs> I heard it and it's a seven just like me. <laughs> no.
2: Oh, yeah, I was uncanny. (laughs) Um, No, it's not a bad cover at all, but it's, you know, Duke is not my favorite character. It's a little bit hard to figure out who he is. Destro, while looking cool, is turned around. So you're missing the the coolness of Destro with the look of him. So it's nice, but it's nothing that I could see a poster being made of and people really putting this up. And yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Jarrett, do you agree with him?
1: I totally agree. Actually, at first glance, I was thinking a six, oh. which is, you know, it's above average. Five is average. So I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still decent. But the crumbling cobra emblem, when I look deeper into it, bumped it up to the seven. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. It's not super standout. It's not terrible. It's just,
0: uh, it's a very solid, functional cover. All right. Well, I'm going to give it an eight. I kind of like it. I like the way Duke looks. And I think there's a lot of detail in the drawing of Duke. And of course, the Cobra Commander. That picture makes it. You know, if that was a button, that'd be a cool button to have. Oh, definitely. And agreed, then the, cr- the Cobra Commander's the best one of the. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the crumbling Cobra symbol. If you didn't read the story, that's what does it for me. Having read the story the first time when I opened it up to read it, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's a decent one." But now that I know the story, these symbols will remind me of what's in here.
2: The Cobra symbol, I didn't notice it crumbling either, honestly, mm-hmm. until yeah, I was getting ready for the show. And I was like, OK, let me really look at the cover because yeah, it's just kind of hidden behind all the circles. But, yeah, I think it really works better as a second read through. And then you look at the cover and then it's, the, yeah. you know, oh, OK, I see. I see.
0: Yeah, I see what you did there.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, well, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. Here on G.I. Joe
1: Chronicles, we like to mix it up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Crusados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Well, I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view, well, DJ Krasados,
0: pull and the randomizer. Pulling it now. <laughs> the randomizer has chosen Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> it's chosen Cobra a lot lately.
1: I do yeah. a real randomizer,
0: yeah. so it's like, okay. Well, no, it's cool. like flipping, you know, it's one way or another. Maiden
2: Cobra Idol? Have you guys seen <laughs> this sticker? <laughs>
1: Is
2: this? Uh, okay, never mind.
1: Alright. Hmm. Well, I'll give you the, this, got a lot going on in this book, so I'm going to give you the most abbreviated version I could. So here we go. Cobra attack! So, who was trying to hitch a ride off of Cobra Island with Barrel Roll in the last issue? Ends up it was our very own Dr. Mindbender. And it totally did not work out for him as Barrel Roll ditched him and escaped the island with an assist from a pesky Joe team helicopter lift. However, it seems like Cobra Commander is already aware that the Joe intruder planted digital listening devices in our computer network, we may be able to use that against the Joes. The Commander and Baroness are still wondering if they can trust each other with the departure of Destro. And speaking of which, it turns out Destro was indeed behind the Sierra Muerte, Sierra Gordo altercation. And that jerkface Duke infiltrated his ranks and was undermining Destro the whole time. Well, I guess Destro should have stuck with
0: Cobra. Cobra
1: out. Cobra <laughs> out. Back to
0: G.I. Joe. Yeah, there was a lot going on in this one. <laughs> it I think
2: was. Yeah, it was. this was a thick issue for a G.I. Joe comic <laughs> of looking through some of the ones that came before this. It was very, you know, action-oriented, moving mm-hmm. through, story, 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 but it told through action. This one you had to read a lot. It was a lot of subtle stuff intermixed in.
0: Definitely.
1: Well, you're right. There was a lot going on. So we need to get to our highs and our lows on this issue. So, Jason, you get to go first. Round one, you got a high or a low or a what the? And I'm going to give a high to Dr. Mindbender.
2: Dr. Mindbender said, never give up, never surrender. And he (laughs) is not. He is every ounce of that man is survival. He sees his way off the island, show what, it's a G.I. Joe. I'll snap his neck and take over the helicopter. I'm sure that he had a plan. So (laughs) the fact that he's on Cobra Island with, you know, got to be at least tens of thousands of other people who are actively looking for him and he's managed to evade them and still is trying to get off. Yeah, you got to give him respect for not throwing in the towel
0: no no, <laughs> no he uh he got uh, broncoed <laughs> off of that
2: <laughs> he, <did>. he <laughs> needed <laughs> a towel after that but yeah he, he's
1: not he, yeah. basically barrel roll just kind of gave it the gas and tossed all five men off the jet ski <laughs> he told him
0: to hold on
2: <laughs> told him to hold on oh but, it's me and that banana boat in Tampa all over again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, man, like, Mindbender just, like, comes up, starts busting some cats, sprints off into the woods, and we don't see him again for the rest of the issue. <laughs> see, you
0: see I, I'm picturing Mindbender running away. They don't show it here, but in my mind, I can hear Mindbender just, you know, pop some cat, poop, poop, poop and then just run away screaming with his hands in there.
2: <laughs> into the wood, like I haven't read never catch me, this issue, so I can't wait to see. I'm hoping that he just keeps popping up periodically <laughs> every now and then. It's like that weird look at character from the old She Ra cartoon that you had to find him every issue, every episode it came on. So find Dr. Mindbender. he's just in the background lurking.
1: Excellent, excellent. What about you, Pat? Round one, hi, low, what the.
0: I'm going to go for a lot of the character moments in here. They mentioned it, too, and we've been saying it the last few episodes of how crazy Cobra Commander is. He's more serious than what he's been before. And not only are we seeing it as a reader, but the characters in the comic are saying it, too, that Baroness was talking to the twins. They're both like, yeah, we've never seen him like this before. Something's going on with him. And So it's got me thinking, too. What's changed in the commander besides his baller new outfit with the red? Yeah, cape. oh yeah,
1: hell yeah, that cape, man! Oh my god, <laughs>
0: that's amazing. I don't remember, and I, I it makes me think like someone body swapped him. Or, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but like he's also on top
1: of things, you know. He's like basically like, hey, yeah, I know that dude was planting some devices on our network. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of on to him. So you kind of wonder like, is he really on to him? Does he know all the devices? Can he use that against him? I'd be interested to see if that pays off. Yeah. This is the most competent Cobra Commander ever. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: And you know what? He's not even worried about Mindbender running around on the island.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like That is like item F37 on his list of things. <laughs> he's he's not even, he <laughs> like, knows where Mindbender is. He knows He'll Get him when he's ready.
0: He's like, you know what? I'm just going to let that dog run around in the yard like that.
2: (laughs) He's not getting that anywhere.
0: He's in the back. (laughs) Well, for my
1: first round, my high is going to kind of roll into a what the? uh, My high is that my instincts were correct in the last issue. So I'm giving myself a pat on the back. Good one, Jerry. That Destro was playing both sides of this for his own benefit. Mm -hmm. And then it rolls into a what the? Because he gets the rug pulled out from under him, basically. It didn't quite work the way he thought. And I'm like, well, that kind of wraps that up. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is like part three of a five-arc storyline. So what's next? Really? I mean, there's dangling threads, but it sort of ends on a, a note of finality of basically like it's it ends with like Baroness saying, Well, screw Destro, you know, he can rot for it. And that was the end. And I'm like, well, that kind of wraps up the whole Sierra Muerte Sierra Gordo thing. We still have two more issues in this arc, so I'm interested to see what's next. And with that, we'll go back to Jason for round two. High, low, what the? Kind of piggybacking on what you just
2: said, I had a low for Destro for just falling for the Duke switch. That seemed really lame. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) You have your main guy, and he gets taken out in the hallway. Okay, fine, that happened. You notice he's missing, pull the gun on the lady that was escorting him back. Okay, this isn't going to work. But then another guy wearing his costume. Uh, Unless Duke is impersonating his voice and is perfect with the height and weight and the build of this guy, I just think Destro should have been a smarter character and picked up on this. So that was my low. I'm thinking... What you were wondering about with uh, how they're setting up for the future, maybe they're just going to take Destro off the table for a while and then bring him back big and bad when they need
0: him. That sounds smart, yeah. Yeah, that could be. When you punch somebody in the face with a helmet like that, are you really going to knock them out? Or isn't that going to hurt your... I mean, you, that, that's a metal helmet or some sort of. You a, can because that metal helmet's going to smack.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I right. think it would help you, but you're going to sacrifice your knuckles. Yeah, yeah. it's going to hurt like my, like, but it's Duke.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. you need to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had those big boa gloves, and. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: oh, well, what do you think, Pat? Second round. I was going to mention the Sierra Gorda and the the other one.
1: Fat Mountain and Death Mountain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised to see what the Joes were doing and that they were way ahead of what was happening. You're right, Jason, but to see Destro get duped like that. It's like, come on, dude. You can, don't have some sort of an intelligence going on on either sides. Or, you know, if, if you were going to plan all this out beforehand, wouldn't you have been scoping it out ahead of time on what's going on?
2: Yeah, that he got played so hard is kind of hard to, you know, <laughs> comprehend. Especially he got played twice in this Issue, you know, by the
0: Duke and the others. And now he's getting, and he's getting played by, or he's getting at least dissed by Baroness.
2: Yeah. Too. yeah, And he doesn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. That's on him. He walked out. He could have told her he was thinking of leaving. That's, you know, come on, dude.
0: Communication.
2: But this was the early 2000s. He hadn't read all the self-help books yet. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And the artwork in here was, I liked it.
1: Yeah, well, your turn is up, and it's my oh, turn. Is my it? high oh. for this round is going to be the artwork. Oh, uh, Tim-, <laughs> Tim Seeley is uh, really hitting his stride, and even though he, you know, he kind of outsourced the backgrounds to Jason Millet or Millet, i am not sure which way he pronounces that—it still felt a little seamless. Like I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that someone else had done background work. No, I couldn't uh, tell either. And and, yeah, no. and like we said, Cobra Commander's new design with the with the cape is boss. Baroness just looks great. You get to see his take on people like Tunnel yeah. Rat and uh, some of my favorites, like <laughs> Rat. Shot, low Light. Right? I think everybody got shot in this issue. Low, low Light <laughs> got blown up. Um, oh yeah, yeah, God. Yeah, and it was like very action packed. But because the story was kind of twisting on itself, it was like we're fighting with these guys and we're running from these guys. But now we're joining with these guys, and I was like, I have a hard time keeping up. <laughs> but having said all that, the art is really spectacular and i want to give a particular nod not just to tim seeley for really hitting his stride here but the colorist man the colorist
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: that's what i the really Dreamer like designs i think oh brett smith brett, the dreamer designs of the lettering which is actually very good mm-hmm. brett smith is does the coloring and man it always looks good yeah especially on that
2: final page with the uh, baroness and the sunset There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, just really nice shading done here with, you know, how the light would hit her glasses and reflect here. And off of Cobra Commander's
1: mask, it's good stuff. Really good with tones. You're looking at the last page. I refer you to the very first page where he goes into that comm center and Televipers lit up from the red light of the monitors. Yeah. And same with Cobra Commander. He's got the red light coming off the mon. Just really great color work. Yeah. Color work is extraordinary.
0: Mm-hmm. All, All right, right, Pat. It helps set the mood. You can yeah. definitely feel the moods in here Absolutely. when they switch scenes.
1: Absolutely. So, Pat, you know what this means. It's time for you to run at the mouth of anything you have
0: <laughs> left on your list of things to talk about. Well, I just got two things I want to talk about. Is. But each in 16 parts. Yes.
1: <laughs> One is the concept of G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what is G.I. Joe? Let's break it down. <laughs> what does the G stand
0: for? Why is G.I. Joe? <laughs> Gee, I don't know. What is that? How you
1: can know, bring up a good question, Pat. <laughs> I wonder how many people who read Love G.I. Joe know what G.I. stands for. Mm. <laughs> probably not I as know, many as, not. as. I
0: would say, like, is <laughs> like general? In
1: general
0: issue, or issue, government issue,
1: government Government,
0: issue, government 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 issue, issue. government Mm. issue, Joe. Editor's note from the
1: death probe here. As I was editing this, I wanted to make sure that as I was just relying on my memory, that GI did indeed stand for government issue. But in my research, I found that while that is true, GI does refer to government issue. Another accepted part of its lore is general issue, which is what Pat had said moments ago. So, Pat was actually right. Both definitions are accepted. Sometimes GI was referred to as general issue, and sometimes it was referred to as government issue. And they're somewhat interchangeable. But credit where it's due, Pat's instincts were correct. General issue, government issue, they both work. Now back to the show.
0: Now we know.
1: And knowing is half the battle.
2: Mm-hmm. No, oh, somewhere oh. my grandfather rolls in his
1: grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's funny we were just joking about it. Then it struck me, I was like, it's such a it's such a common phrase. G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. I like, yeah. really yeah. stop to think, what does that stand for? <laughs> What's the GI stand for?
0: Anyway, Pat, enough of that. Ah, no, that no, that's good. Good to know. So my stuff that I had was I like it with Copperhead. Yes. You're gonna see him yes. and the other vehicles just all going after. When you see the these vehicles, they look like I'm Looking at the page that has Copperhead's the water moccasin, and then you have the, the hydrofoil hydrofoils, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. And then mm-hmm. next to it, though, there's a the shark,
1: yeah. I hey, thought that I was I like saw that, too. I thought the cobras like get the planes <laughs> yeah. of the shark, and I, I don't know. You know, this is similar to me and my brothers
2: picking characters, maybe they just got to pick that vehicle that time.
0: Well, there was, you know, like the Tiger Force or whatever, there was a swapping of. Wasn't there swapping yeah. of some vehicles between them?
2: I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. So you know, it makes sense. They would capture something sometimes and just turn yeah. it.
0: But what I like about that scene is what Barrel Roll does. I'm like, okay, well, he's got to get onto this rope. And so he's as the chopper comes to get him, he's making a run for the chopper. And so then the hook comes down. He hooks the, the ski or you know, the jet mm-hmm. ski. And I'm like, why is he doing that? Why didn't he just you know jump on that and they can whisk him up right away? And then you see what he does. So he can drop it. So he can drop it on.
1: <laughs> so he can national lampoon. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty smart. Pat blade breaking news. Well, yes. Whilst we were talking, I did some looking in the background. In 2001, the shark was re-released with a repaint job. For Cobra, and it was called the Wave Crusher. Oh, so they're nice. trying to sell toys again in here. Yeah, nice. this is, this nice. is 2001 Wave Crusher rebranded shark, it's got all Cobra emblems. I just looked that up at yojo.com while you guys were talking. Ah, cool.
0: If you well, don't have one if of if
1: those you look
2: and at, you have a shark, just take your GI Joe stickers and cover them with Cobra mm. stickers, and then you have, yeah, it
1: works. That works. There you, go. Like it. there you go. 2001, it was released as part of Series 17. And came with the driver who was called Sub Viper.
0: There you have it. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sub Viper, because he likes subs. He's he's
1: not quite as good as a Viper. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like... Sub Viper.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, he loves a delicious
0: six-inch it's a... <laughs> hoagie. <laughs> it's a two for one. <laughs> I think that would be my name, Sub Viper.
2: Cobra Island probably has a blimpy, so yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Some Viper extra mayo. <laughs>
1: Pat, I've derailed you so many times today, but I just looked that up and couldn't wait to share.
0: Oh, I do appreciate it, though. I appreciate it. That's all I had. The water vehicles? The water vehicles. Yeah, and then The, the, the dropping of the jet ski on, a, <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> Copperhead.
2: <laughs> that was great. You know, I want to be in that helicopter when he comes up and he has to explain that the Flint, like why he wasted time doing that and also why he left a valuable hostage on the beach. <laughs> the, <laughs> mindbender, you know, their whole operation was there to set up uh, surveillance and making sure they knew what Cobra's up to. Gee, I think maybe command might want to talk to dr mindbender if he's on the back <laughs> of your jet team hey, but...
1: I, I tried i told him to hold on <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> oh yeah that story is like dude he was right there i'm dragging him but they pulled him away
1: and <laughs> i like the fact that they got a little bit of a mileage out of what's what are they calling her verona is that right yeah verona I was, oh, i yeah. was a big fan of october guard so when <laughs> they like Used this last several issues to sort of absorb her into the team. I thought it was kind of cool. And they're actually using her, so I thought that was kind of neat. And they had a funny little bit where they're trying to teach her American-style comedy, and there's a dated joke in there about yeah. never going full poly Shore or something yeah. like <laughs> that. like, oh. No, that okay. might hold up. That might- <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so dated. <laughs> but- <laughs> never go full Weasel. <laughs> oh, wait, so he's not Jason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or our Jason. He is J- Dang it circle back on myself again i'm gonna hand it back to dj Cristanos for the ig's report on the combat readiness
0: of this issue and for those of you who don't speak military gi like i just learned that too so obviously i'm in that category now that means we're going to score this issue story on the same one to ten flag points scale we used earlier so jason on a one to ten scale what would you rate this issue
2: I would rate this issue an an eight overall. It held up well on a reread for me. The first time through, I was definitely confused with the whole story with the president's double-crossing destro. They were talking Mm. back and forth to each other, and we weren't in on the story yet, but it was that much more enriching to read it the second time through. So it didn't jump out at me also because it was a Duke story. Had we inserted Almost any other Joe, like, you know, where's Spirit? <laughs> where's, you know, Shipwreck? Somebody else. But I understand Duke's one of the main Joes they were trying to push. You know, this is kind of the relaunch after the first 24 issues. We're still trying to let everybody know, hey, G.I. Joe's over here now. Let's go with the biggest character we've got. So eight for me overall. It's still a great story.
0: Very good. Cheer
1: you know, again, I think I'm going to join Jason. I think an eight is a good spot to be on this one. It does require either a very sort of slow methodical read or a double read <laughs> to make sure you get all the... <laughs> Everything going on. Who's yeah. duping who uh, read. But man, it is packed full of action and it features some of, like I said, some of my favorite characters from the midwaves of Joe's to, like Low Light and Tunnel Rat that I've always mm-hmm. really liked, you know. So that was kind of just, just neat to see them get some use. And, <laughs> And like I said, Verona. So anyway, long story short, I like it at an
0: eight. What about you, Pat? I'm going to agree with both of you as well, too. This is an eight for me. Uh, Comfortable read through uh, knowing what's going on in the story. Lots of story development happening. Character development as well, too. And as you mentioned, Jared, the use of Verona and also some of the other newer characters that are happening. Um, You see Hacker and, again, Barrel. We kind of see that come to an end of why he was there and what he was trying to do. So, yeah. I'm a comfortable 8 on there. I'm looking forward to see what happens next, especially with Destro. Is he going to come back? Is not. I want to know what happens with, with Crazy Commander. That's what really I'm interested uh. in is because he's still at the end. You see him talking to the Baroness. He's still got that baller cape on and he's just walking around like I'm all this.
2: Like right now, he's my favorite character of the series. He's uh-huh. who I want to read and follow and see uh-huh. what his story uh-huh. is. I know eventually he'll mess it up, but right now he is kicking on all cylinders. Everything's going Cobra Commander's way. After that Serpentor fight, this is one of my favorite moments. And that was one of my favorite moments. Yeah, the, he's definitely yeah.
1: established himself as the top dog yeah, know, after defeating Serpentor.
0: Mm-hmm. Serpentor, yep.
1: <laughs> I'm yes. sorry, I mispronounced <laughs> Yeah, I <yeah>, got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, since we're talking about a big guy and who is a top dog in this issue, let's go ahead and find out who we want to reward this episode, Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for a sneaky snakitude or in gallantry in action. This is where each of us get to award the character in this issue who went above and beyond the call of duty or below and under (laughs) the sneaky snake (laughs) snakiness. So, Jason.
2: I am going to give it to President de la Cruz. I thought he did a great job of standing up to this armed terrorist who's coming in with all his thugs and playing it so cool, knowing that he's going to punk this guy out badly later on, but just to sell that. As he knows his country's on the line, he's made the deal already, but he's got to sell it, otherwise this thing's not going to work. They're not going to be able to capture him, and then he's going to be in trouble. So for him to maintain that level of cool in this I
1: got to give it to El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> Muy Uh I got to tell you, when I was reading this, just to tack on to what Jason was saying, yeah. and this is going to be an obscure reference for a lot of people, maybe not Pat. I don't know, Jason, your familiarity with the James Bond franchise, but when I was reading him, he was totally played by Pedro Armendariz, who played Karen Bay and From Russia uh, With Love. Oh, sure, sure. Like Just like mm-hmm. that confidence, that machismo. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah I, yes, I was just yeah. like, this is totally Pedro Armendariz. Uh, rest in yeah, yeah. Back to the salt mines guy, like, yeah, anyway. I know I went on a tangent, but I just thought this, this guy was
0: buff, though, too. He's like, Yeah, he was, he was, he was huge, Jack. He's huge. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. For him to take on Destro mm-hmm. and his army coming in there, yeah, like,
2: and just being that calm yeah. and like, yeah. you know, he's got to take care of his old country right now. So, it's
1: yeah. you know, he was cool. Good moment, yeah, good pick, Jason. Thanks, Jerk. I'm going to punk out and take over Commander for a summer <laughs> snake, man. He's in control. He's in control of his emotions. You know, basically, he's got Destro running around doing the side thing, and he's just like, I don't care. That's his thing. I got bigger fish to fry. In this case, I would cast Christopher Walken as, as uh, <laughs> Cobra Commander. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a little crazy, but in, yeah. he's weirdly in control. Like Max Zorn. I'm doing all James Bond reference. I just want to hear him Zor- yell Zor- Cobra then. Yeah, Cobra. Oh, <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm, I guess I'm done. James Bond cast. Well, let's see who Pat picks.
0: <laughs> Both were great picks. So I'm just gonna choose something out there. I'm gonna go with Ripcord. Nice. Leading the the Ooh. Joes that were in the field. Yeah, that was a tough spot. And that so he seemed to be kind of stepping up in that role with that team. So I, I'm gonna give it to him for just kind of leading along. You know, a couple people got hurt along the way. So he had to, you know, make sure everybody's in the positions for what they had to do. As played by Jack Lord from Dr. No, the original Felix Slider.
1: <laughs> there, I've rounded it out for the <laughs> Yeah, I love the
2: way that the you guys have mentioned it before. How this is just full of deep cuts. this series, they you know, it's yeah. not only the basic Joes that everybody knows. It's the hardcores. You get your your smiley moments in this too.
1: No, oh, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Someone remind me who was there was a third member of that team who who basically I was thinking of him as not spirit tunnel right? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Wasn't there another like Native American dude that was running around with them? And I was like, who is that? And I'm sure they referenced it, and I probably just missed it. I we saw... got Rakondo. Rakondo, low light. He's running around with Ripcord a lot. We're going to sound
2: like we do it right off the top of our heads. It's
1: Dart. Dark. Yeah. I think Dart was one of the characters that was new circa around 2001. But okay. I was, I just kept calling him Not
0: Spirit. I'm like,
1: yeah. alright, Not Spirit. Do your <laughs> job.
0: Yeah, he's the guy with the helmet with the goggles on top of it. Yes. Yeah. The guy who kind of looks like
1: Spirit, but's not, <laughs> not Spirit.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it was right. neat how they mixed in like a brand new character, also. Not only yeah. with the
1: obscure picks, but you know, yeah, nothing wrong with that. They got to sell them toys, man.
0: Yep, definitely. And this was a good issue to get some of that mm-hmm. out to sell.
2: Yeah, a lot of action figures and vehicles featured in this issue. So if that's what you're doing, yeah, like you said, the shark was repainted and that was in the issue. So, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And speaking about toys, that's a good segment that we can go into, Death Probe's toy chest. Jarrett, why don't you tell us what's in your toy chest? Yes, I will. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection, each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro.
1: In this segment, I'll take something or someone featured this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. And for this issue, I have selected the Iron Grenadier.
0: Tired of the fanatical ravings of Cobra Commander and Serpentor, Destro goes in alone. Destro's back on the attack. Destro's Army is the anti-gravity pod, the HEP. Who needs Cobra? With my demon and the Iron Grenadiers, a Joe nor Cobra are a match for me. Go, Joe! nobody beats the the real American hero! Can Destro's Army destroy Joe and Cobra? Find out at Marvel Comics.
1: Often mispronounced by Pat as the Iron
0: Grenader. <laughs> iron Grenader, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's you
1: know,
0: the way I, I said it too, Pat. I put Grenadier in my... Uh, that's Grenadine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Grenadier was Destro's elite guard, and I just adore his specialties on his file card because they are as follows. Terrorism, sales, and marketing development. <laughs> <laughs> Not making that up, that is on awesome file card. You know Larry Hama was chuckling to himself when he came up with that. <laughs> But if you think about it, being in Destro's elite guard, basically being a VP... Of Destro Industries. Yeah. Yeah. In weapons sales, marketing, and development. So, sure, it makes
0: sense from a certain angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to know how the weapons work. Exactly. And display them. Yep. You got to be able to smooth the clients. Exactly. There's a lot
1: to like about this figure that's very subtle. So, first, let me tell you the description. Okay. Basically, he wears pretty much a head to toe black uniform to include a black helmet. It's got some red and gold highlights. The lower half of his face is covered by a red bandana. His accessories include a gold sword, a black submachine gun, and a red pistol. He was first released in U.S. toy stores as part of Series 7 in 1988 and discontinued in 1990. As of this recording, which is March of 2022, there are nine versions of the Iron Grenadier. And his original version in 88 was a completely unique sculpt. They didn't reuse any body parts from any other figures. Now, let me explain to you why I say this is a subtly very cool figure. This figure was released at the same time as Destro version two, gold mask Destro. Okay. The black red trim. So I love the fact that they were matching. Mm -hmm. Like this goes well with that figure. It's black with the red trim. It looks like it's part of Destro's uniform style.
0: His entourage. Exactly.
1: And it goes even deeper than that. If you remember, that version of Destro came with a sword. These guys are carrying a very similar, if not the same, I haven't compared the two, might be the very same sword, which I think is another cool sort of nod to military history where your elite officers usually carry a sword, you know, sort of a Civil War thing, or even a Japanese World War II era thing, where your elite officers carry swords. And I thought, that is really a cool thing. And then... I mentioned he carried a red pistol, very similar to one of Destro's original pistols. Like the one that came with his original figure, I think. might have been the re-release. Anyways, it's, it's similar to one of Destro's pistols, which again, is continuity. Sword, pistol, uniform, absolutely fits with the way
0: Destro runs his private army. So his so
2: marketing is on point. It is? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he's giving Cobra a run for his uh, you know, yes. wanting to jazz things up and... Make sure his branding's on point. Yes, his branding is clearly on point.
1: Now, with all that toy history given, we need to check in. Pat, did you have the Iron Grenadier
0: figure as a kid? Or now? I did not as a kid. Oh, and I don't have it now, but I would love one. I mean, these guys are cool, just especially from seeing them in the comic when they show up with Destro. It's cool. These guys are like... My favorite guys.
1: I know that's part of the reason why I picked him for this episode. I know you're (laughs) a big (laughs) fan. What about you, uh, Jason? Part of your collection? No, I wasn't able
2: to get a hold of this guy. Um, I think when this line came out, when you said 88, 89, uh, I think that was about the time that uh, I was starting to move away from G.I. Joe slightly, but my brothers were still collecting. I think I did ask for the Destro, the gold Destro that came out, but then... My mom caught on to the idea that, wait a minute, this is a brand new version of the same character and you're oh. going to get a whole army based around him. And that's what I'm going to no, know. No. So yeah, <laughs> she shut that down hard. She's like, you've already got two armies. We're competing. I don't need a
1: third. So <laughs> oh, She was figuring it out. I love it. He was on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in my collection as of now. I don't think I got him as a kid. I think this is a yard sale acquisition from my years of collecting that way. Mm. Because I know I, I had to make tough decisions back then, and I definitely got the Destro with the little uh, air skiff thing that he came yeah. with. And I, I don't never think I had. Any. Oh, sounds like a sky striker to me. In the arms <laughs> of the angels. <laughs> <laughs> well, there
0: you have it. That is the Iron Grenadier, and I will pass it back to you, Pat. All right. Well, next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. I Go get he can do it. As always, we want to start off combat comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that joined us on our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special Longbox Crusade video episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. And to so much more, do you want to know what that is? Is it access? It is access. But how much access? How much access? <laughs> you might want to ask. How much well, access? Okay, is Pat, How yeah. much access? Well, Jared, it's all the <laughs> access. It's all the access.
1: Is there I'm only? I'm touching fans? everything. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> so these are the fine folks that are getting all the access to everything, and they're reaping the benefits of it and giving so much appreciated support to the show. Look a wolf. Ow. Ooh, ooh. Albert Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robinson. Dave Collins. Dan battle wagon. Gary Viola. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Ooh, this guy. This guy. This guy. This guy here is trying to sneak in. when he wants to get all the action. So here's <laughs> proof that you really get all the action. With the one, the only Jason Keen.
1: What, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward.
1: MVP captivating Kathy Bright. Mark Ross. Maxwell Traver.
0: Michael Wagner. Miranda W. P.D. Devons. Paul Hicks. Rick. From Jeff and Rick, present Rob Morgan, Ross Michaud, Ryan Dale, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbanski, Spidey67, Steve Cronin, Tim Price, Tony Pennington, and Toronto Cop. If we missed anybody in our list, we do apologize. Keep in mind that we record these episodes well. I mean, well. If you want to know how well we do it, it's like all the well access in advance. But still, no worries. Just let us know and we will get you at it as soon as we can. If we miss you, send us an email at contact.longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? You know, you how do
2: I? You don't have to create a fake account with a new identity, identity to <laughs> your own with a different last name. That's silly. Why would you think that? No, you can just join the Crusaders Club by going to patreon.com, right?
0: You're right, Jace. Bizarrely uh, specific, w- but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is strangely that how you would know all that information.
2: <laughs> all access. Uh-
0: that's what see. That's why you get it. You get all that access. <laughs> so you might be asking yourself, "I want to be like Jason Keene. How do I get all that access?" It's, it's simple. Like Jason said, you just head on over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. And for as little as $1 a month, you'll get all the access to the Amazing World of Crusaders Club member. I mean, all the access. Come check it out. Now, let's see what messages we have from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breaker's ComSat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. These are from episode 28, where we featured issue number 28 and Joe November. Gotta love those havesies. Our
1: first comment is from the RMVP, Captivating Kathy Bright. She said, hashtag team I am fat mountain. It's <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> funny, but I don't think I like it.
0: <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. She's translating.
1: <laughs> she said, this episode was just too offensive. Hashtag 12 inch Joes. Hashtag thrust the payload. <laughs> Hashtag got a grip on all the characters. <laughs> These are all things we, so, you know, subtly naughty things we said. She said, in truth, I may have giggled the whole time. So, thanks for getting our vibe, Captain All, access. Captain all yes. the access. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got in that comsack sack that you're the around sack. there?
0: <laughs> yep, yep, in my sack, uh sack. Yep, you got Clinton Robinson, and Clinton says, man, oh man, that is one sweet cover.
1: Yeah, yeah. As a reminder to the audience, that's the one where barrel roll is like flying through on the raptor viper thing. It's cool looking. Yeah. And finally we have Unpacking the Power of Power Pack which is Rick from that show and Rick said that was my geeky Yelp on your voicemail. Voicemail. I do not know what came over me. (laughs) 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 And I'm glad he mentioned that because I want to first remind everybody that our voicemail. Well, Pat, you can tell us what the voicemail is. It's technically in your section. Sure.
0: Here's a reminder. And you want to reach us, you can just leave us a voicemail at 707 532
1: 5269. That's 707
0: 532 L Box. Pick up good job,
1: everybody. <laughs> Speaking of which, Pat, we do have an audio send in for this episode. We have a a very, oh, awesome. sounds, sounds like a very young listener. If you remember a couple episodes ago, we said, you know, give us your yo-jo. Yeah. We'll, we'll toss it in. So we do have a yo-jo from a young listener. First, I will play the yo-jo for you just by itself right now. And then I'll add the yo-jo when we yo-jo out at the end. I will add to her yo-jo. That would be a real sweet idea. So, this is it. This is what it sounds like by itself.
0: Yo-jo!
1: Okay, so there is our first send in official wow. yojo. Woo. Uh, I, we can kind of count Rick. It's good stuff. We thank whoever that mystery person is for the yojo. We are going to add it, like I said, to our yojo as we finish the show today. And we encourage any listener out there that wants to join the yojo train and get added to the yojos at the end of the episode to go ahead and drop your yojo at 707 532 5269. And that Pick one. Up the phone. <laughs> couldn't help it. Could get one. Could let one go. <laughs> and say yo, Joe, on the phone. Say yo, Joe. On the phone. All right, guys. This is going to bring us to mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Due Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV shows, movies, serials, and so much more, check out the entire Long Box Crusade Network. DJ Cristados. Where can they find that?
0: Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most podcatchers out there or at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We've been putting so much more out on the YouTube channel. So go ahead and check that out as well. And that's all at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. Awesome. If you want to chat with us online, we can be found at... Back to you, Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked on the Twitter at Christato01. Jarrett, where can they find you if they want to get all the Jared access? If you want all of the access, it's at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's
1: all at Yard Sale Artist. And you can check out some of my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. And there are quite a few G.I. Joe drawings done on pages from Army Infantry Manuals there. If that excites you, come spend some money at my website. Seriously, I got bills to pay. <laughs> This place is nice, y'all. He ain't kidding. Yeah, I I shelled out a lot of money for the studios that Jason is currently enjoying. (laughs) Speaking of Jason, Jason, you don't do a lot of social media. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of out of social media for the time being. But I do have a little podcast I've been playing around with called Keen Comics. It's just me going through some of my favorite issues of comic books. I've got some new issues recorded. I haven't published them yet. I'm trying to save up a few to get out there that... I'm going through with one of my good friends and my godson. I'm going back to the 90s uh, Avengers, if you are familiar with the Leather Jacket Avengers, where Black Knight, Hmm. Cersei, and Crystal. So, yeah, we're in the middle of reading Operation Galactic Storm right now. So hopefully those episodes will start coming out soon. So, yeah, check
1: out Keen Comics. Keen Comics. K-E-E-N Comics. Correct. Awesome. 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 I dig that. We're going to have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Due Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode, where we'll cover issue number 31, Players and Pawns, part 4 of 5. Until then, Platoon, fall out. Yo, Joe! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at joseflin 99 That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it.
0: What would be a full weasel? I mean... <laughs> we don't right, we got it, enough we time for that
2: together, right? that would yeah. be the full like the full month. wait no never mind Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah this is definitely the point where you should move on I'm going to hear oh my goodness just like the Dolly Parton song did she sing Geraldine? I might have that darling. Not dang lame. it i was close i'm gonna edit that out it doesn't <laughs> like, matter what kind of army I song t- did <laughs>